the very moment mm. God was there. You know, I tell people that, you know, the word grace is an abstract noun. But for me, grace became tangible. Wow. It's something I could touch. touch. It was palpable mm. for me. And I saw the hand of God hold me. Because that was the only thing that kept me from losing it. You know, I was, the, a lot of thoughts came. How am I going to survive with four children in a private school? You know private mm. school, that you know what the salary is like. A lot of thoughts, but it's like God held me and said, don't even think about it. One word I hold on to is, it said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you in this. And so each time I want to think far, it's as if I feel his hand holding me together and saying, focus, focus. everyone and welcome to another exciting edition of Sarah's Kindred right here on Kingdom World Radio. Kingdom World Radio is your online gospel radio that helps you know Christ and live by his truths. Sarah's Kindred is a program where women who fear the Lord speak with each other about the way to live appropriately as people serving the Lord. On this program, we teach each other what is good and right to do. I am Ikechi Udu, and you're welcome once again. You can be a part of this conversation by connecting with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the KW Radio. Or you can send us an email at radio at pastor.ng. Please stay right there. We'll be right back shortly. to have you back if you're just tuning into kingdom world radio this is still sarah's kindred and you're just in time to know our topic for today our topic for today is a word for the widows this episode focuses on encouragement for this category of women i call them the lord's women the lord's bride his personal people, his personal, his personal persons. And we have so many scriptures in the Bible that showcase the special love that God has for these people. You are not left out of this conversation, though. You can share your contributions on all our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, with our handle, the KW Radio. Today... We are so blessed to have a wonderful woman in the studio with me. Emphasis on wonderful. You're going to know why very soon because on this journey, God has really strengthened her to be a wonder in her generation. 
Mrs. Pamela Ezenwa, you are welcome. Thank you very much. Fabulous mother of four. She is a scientific officer at the National Orthopedic Hospital, a seasoned educationist with over 13 years teaching experience, a researcher, an event anchor, and currently she's a second level student at the Rema Bible Training College here in Enugu. She also takes out time to volunteer at medical and mission outreaches and encourages young girls and widows to discover God's plan for her life, for their lives, excuse me, and to fulfill it. In her words, she is the lady who God has helped to give beauty for ashes, turning her mess into a message. Madam, we are gathered here to hear that message. <laughs> God bless you, Ma. You're Amen. welcome once again. Thank you. You know, practically and sincerely speaking, I took out time to really read your citation. This is a very full life. There's a tendency to think that the death of your beloved husband did not affect you in any way and that you had your career going on, beautiful children, probably money in the bank and people have a way of just seeing a beautiful woman like you and thinking that it, was, it wasn't much of a bother. Please give us a clearer picture briefly on how things were for you losing your husband at that time, in that season. Okay, um, I would say that it's not been an easy journey, but the fact that God was there from the very beginning, he helped me through. And that is why it looks as if it's not a big deal, but it was. Now, when my husband passed, I was a primary school teacher Wow. Yeah, I was, the educationist. Yes. There. Then. I was teaching in okay. a primary school, in a private school, okay. although I've been there for some years. And um, it was really a shock to me because I didn't see it coming. It wasn't like he was sick and you had time to nurse him and you had that fear of what if. Mm. No, it just came from the blues. Wow. And so I was devastated as in completely devastated I I was in shock I just I just didn't know what to do but I knew that I noticed something that from the very moment mm. God was there you know I tell people that you know the word grace is an abstract now but for me grace became tangible wow it's something I could touch. touch. It was palpable mm. for me. And I saw the hand of God hold me because that was the only thing that kept me from losing it. You know, I was, the, a lot of thoughts came. How am I going to survive with four children in a private school? You know, private mm. school, that mm. you know what the salary mm. is like. A lot of thoughts, but it's like God held me and said, don't even think about it. Wow. One word I hold on to is, it said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you in this. And so each time I want to think far, it's as if I feel his hand holding me together 
and saying, focus, focus. You see, a lot of people that came around then, there was, you know, once, um, most times I hear people, you know, discussing, I hear them saying things like, Pamela will not survive this. Pamela won't survive this. Hey, we're so afraid of her and all that. But somehow, I just, I just, I just knew, I just felt God's presence. I saw God's help, you know, carry me through every day of the journey. Honestly, um, sometimes I ask myself, how do unbelievers cope when things like this happen? Because there is no part of my testimony, you know, I can share without God coming in there. Now, my, 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 my daughter was just at the verge of finishing secondary school. My first daughter was at the verge of finishing secondary school. So she was preparing. The jam was before her. University was before them. So it's not like I have a graduate, you know. And so it's, it, it, the journey is quite long. But I just had to trust God. And I refused, you know, I tried not to worry about how it will. And honestly, God came through for me. God really came through for me. There are days I will cry until, like I, I, was, I was going to lose my breath. And all I'll be saying is, God help me. God help me. Because my husband and I were quite close. We're inseparable. Wherever you see him, in any event, I'm there. So it was really difficult coping without him. It was like my whole life was centered around him. And so it was really like I was starting from life from the scratch, as in how? How am I going to cope? But God sent helpers. You know, God sent me help from all around. And I was able to take it one day at a time. So it's okay to cry. Yes, it's okay to cry. When, 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 you, when those moments come, you cry. But then, just like the Bible says, we don't grieve like people who do not have hope. Yes, you, you, you just, I just kept telling myself that I know there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I kept telling myself that, Pamela, you won't remain like this forever. You know, that's one thing, one word that has really helped me. Even when I go through anything in life, apart from this um, grief, you know, if it's maybe I'm, I'm having malaria or I'm sick, I just tell myself that I'm not going to be sick forever. One day I'll be fine. And so I keep looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. The Bible says, hope make it not ashamed. So I tell myself, I'm going to, I will be fine. I'm going to pick up my pieces and I'll move on. And knowing fully well that I have the backing of the Holy Spirit, I have God behind me, I know I'm going to make it. And so it keeps me going. But for the first, um, for one year, two years, I was really down. I was really in that pit. Oh, I went deep down in the pit of depression. But thank God I didn't lose it. I really went down because at the point, all I do is I go to work, I come back, I go into my room, and I stay there till the next morning. I go out, come back, get into my room. You know, I just ask the kids, how are you doing? Have you eaten? You know, talk with them briefly, and I go into my room. 
into my shelf. So it's like I was entering, I wasn't really the um, very um, loud type, very quiet person. But this now drew me further into my shell. And I didn't even know where to start from. I lost my self-esteem. I couldn't face people. A lot. I went through a lot. It was, it was quite... I went through a lot. But the Holy Spirit helped me. It helped me. At the point, I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to mix with people. You know, you know the process of grief. You go through a lot. You go through the times of where you're angry. You feel like... You're, you're nothing. You feel you go through a lot of you go through different emotions. You feel it's your it's unfair. Yeah, yeah. But through it all, God helped me and brought me to the point where I can tell people. I can tell people going through it and say, "Look, you're going to be fine. God will come through for you." And I can smile again. I yes. can laugh. I know. Yes. It wasn't easy, but I, I don't know whether you can actually place. remember, but. What was the breaker for you coming out from that pit? I don't know whether I can remember what happened, but what was the trigger? What was the thing that broke you or encouraged you just to step out of that pit at that time? Okay. Well, um, initially, it was difficult for me to pray. Okay. I couldn't pray. I couldn't study the Bible. I, I, I want to pray, but I can't. So I'll just sit down, maybe... And, and I'll just start talking to God. I'll just, I'll just talk. Mm. But it's also a kind of prayer. That's the real I'll prayer. I'll just come in and say, <laughs> Father, see how I'm feeling right now. Mm. I want to pray, but I can't even pray. I can't connect. Sometimes I get angry and start crying because I can't connect. Mm. You know, I try worshiping. I can't connect. Mm. So what I do then is I, I just go on, on YouTube. Mm. I could listen to a worship song listen to messages of encouragement there are certain people you know some certain preachers i listen to their message and you know you come up momentarily from that place and then you come out you're able to smile and then by the time you come back again you're down so i kept going up and down up and down today i'm smiling the next minute i'm crying <laughs> you know it continued like that until you know, after like um, after some time, I could pray. I just because I kept asking God help me. You know, I could pray, I could talk to Him, and then after you, at the point I couldn't even pray in the spirit. I couldn't even pray mm. in tongues. But after a while, you know, there was this person God planted, sent. You know, like those moments because I had insomnia. Mm. I, I I I for for almost a year I couldn't sleep in the night. I just couldn't, you know, I'm awake. So, but this person, when the, the pain comes and I start crying, he will just call. Mm. And when he calls, how are you? Just how are you? I start crying. Mm. And then he'll start praying in the spirit. He'll start praying in tongues. He will pray in the spirit until, sometimes until I doze off. When he's longer hearing anything, he will not put off the phone. And then, of course, I'll doze off briefly and then wake up again. You know, but I have, I will catch a little sleep. Then he does that every, it's like every night he will just call, how are you? 
I start crying. Sometimes he will call. I won't even be able to say anything. I'll just speak the call. I'm crying. And he will just start praying. And when he's praying, I start strength, start coming in. Start coming in. Start sipping in, you know. And he, God really used him to help me, you know. At that time. Yes, at that time. God really used him. Sometimes we will pray and pray and pray. And then after a while, I started connecting and I started praying in the spirit because I just don't know what to ask God anymore. I don't know what to tell him in words. I'll just start praying in the spirit. And so I started praying in the spirit. I started, you know, read, going through, um, reading my Bible and, you know, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me. But like I said, you know, up and down, I'm, I'm, I'm up today and then I'm fine the next minute, minute I'm down. Then, but it got to a point after like about a year, you know, one day I sat and I said, God, I'm tired of going around this mountain. I've been around this mountain for too long. It's time for me to move forward and I need you to help me. I can't do this on my own. I just need you to help me. And then, you know, I, I kept praying in that line. So towards my birthday, there's this, my birthday is in June. I usually, throughout the month of June, I spend a lot of time waiting upon the Lord and praying. So while I was praying, and one day I just said, God, I'm done grieving. God, I'm done. I want to leave this mountain. I want to move on. Help me. And that's, I kept praying along that line. And one day I was, um, I was going to work and I saw this billboard about, you know, Rema, something like that. And I looked at it. They were going to have a taster session. I, I just said I was going to attend that taster session. And then, and also a friend told me about, you know, I started coming to Kingdom World too yes. on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And you see, each time I sit there, the word, see, the, the word of God did the miracle for me. Wow. The word of God did the miracle wow. for me. Because as the word comes, it takes away something. And as I kept sitting under the word, it's like the pain started reducing. Something is going out. As the word of God is coming, something is going out. And when I noticed that, I spent more time on the word. I'm always listening to a message or worshiping. That's what I do most of the time. You don't see me, no, no idle moment. I decided to fill up my space with God's word and worship. And the more I worship, the more I study the word of God, the more sometimes you don't have the energy to study, just listen to messages, the more strength, you know, comes. And I kept rising. You know, the scripture was rising like an edifice, higher and higher. I kept coming out until I got to the point where I said, I'm done grieving. So it was the word that worked for me. And so I, so I kept myself busy because it's very important. What you do during that period is very important. It might leave you bitter or leave you better. Yes. But because I connected to the word of God, I connected to God. It didn't leave me bitter. But it left me better. And then another thing is, when you're in the pits, when you're in that situation, look for people. When you see an opportunity to help somebody, mm. it will help you. Mm. 
it releases joy. Yes. Releases yes. joy. When you talk with somebody and look, I'm going through this, and you tell them, look, I've been there. Mm. God is helping me. See how far God has helped mm. me. And that person listens to you because you've worn the shoe. Yes. You ma. know how it pinches. Yes, ma. And so you, you're able, you, when you see that person smile, by the time you're ending the discussion, the meeting, the person is smiling. Mm. It gives you joy. And the joy keeps increasing. You know, it keeps increasing. So that was another thing that worked for me. And then, you know, I also, um, you know, sitting under God's word, I, before I started Rema school, mm. and you know, when you sit on that, it's teaching yes, for 12 hours. Me, yes. And the word of God keeps coming uh, in. Oh my God. Transfusion. You know, yes. Mm. So for me, that was a breakthrough for me. Mm. But it got to a point. I had to tell God, I'm done mm. grieving. I need to get out of this pit. Mm. And he sent help. Hallelujah. So you need to get to the point where you tell yourself, I need to move on. Mm. I can't stay here. Mm. There is more to life. Mm. There is life after grief. Mm. There is life after pain. Wow. I need to move on. Wow. I know there is something. You know, it, you know if, if, if there's another thing again, I had this diary. Somebody gave me a book. So I, I, I was writing down my dealings with God. Every day, the day I wake up, I don't feel like praying. I write it. All the things I tell God, I write them down. And all the things I ask God, I write them down. And so each time I go back, I see how far God has helped me. And I began to understand that Everything you go through as a child of God mm. is for a purpose. He said, all things work together for good to them that love him. And if, if you go through, there's a place I read that said, God, I don't know why you made me a widow at this age. Mm. But I know it's for a purpose. Mm. God, I want that purpose to be mm. better in my life. I want to be a blessing to life. Mm. I want to use my pain to bring comfort to somebody. Mm. And I kept praying along that line. And I saw God helping me. God started bringing people mm. around. Somebody would call me and say, look, there was a time a friend called. I said, look, my sister just lost her husband. And I've preached everything I know. He's a pastor. I've said everything I know, but it's not working. Please, can you talk to her? And I said, okay. And I called her. And we got talking. And she started listening. And before you know it, they, 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 because she was crying hysterically, she was really, really started you know, ebbing, mm. and she was calm. Mm. And then she will always call me. I said, mm. anytime, call me, because somebody was there for me. Mm. So anytime you feel, just call, let's talk. Because sometimes you don't really need anybody. You just need a listening ear. Mm. Somebody to just listen to you, pour out your heart, and all that. And so. Wow. This is a whole curriculum on you know, on widowhood. And Ma, you really took us through the various semesters. And you really made some bold statements for God. Things like grieving can be over. If this thing happens in a day, it doesn't look like it can be over. I know that even in something like grieving, widowhood, there can be a purpose. But you still making very big and flamboyant statements like, even apart from having a purpose, that there's still a life after that. Now, for a woman who is maybe, you know, in her 50s or early 60s and saying, what is the life after that? I've lost my husband and I'm not really intending to go into another relationship. 
He's gone and he's gone. What other life after that? But you are saying these things. We're going to go on a break. When we come back, I want you to elaborate more on what made you to have that kind of hope to make such an audacious statement in the face of something that looks so eternal, ending and abrupt on this journey. For our listeners, I know that you have already been blessed so far. We have been speaking with Mrs. Pamela Ezenwa and it has been a beautiful conversation, so enriching. This is still a word for the widows, the focus, a focus on encouraging widows in the community. We're going to go on a short break, but when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Just stay right there. Thank you. This is Sarah's Kindred, and you're welcome back. This is our final segment. We have been talking about a word for the widows. And we would like to hear from you, or maybe you're on this journey. Let's know how it has been for you and how this conversation has encouraged you. You can drop your contributions on all our socials. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the KW Radio. You can also use the hashtag Sarah's Kindred to help us track your contribution. Now let's continue our conversation. So we left off by, I was appreciating Madam's bold statements, especially in a world and in a culture that is so heavy on emphasizing and admiring the marriage, you know, institution. And we know in Africa that marriage is such a big deal. And yeah. you're in this environment and you even had a good marriage. It wasn't like it was even a problematic marriage. And you're like, ah, thank God I have a breeder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's so beautiful that we can laugh about that. So, and how can you make this kind of statement? I understand the role of purpose in adversity. But for you to say that, Pamela, this will not always be this way. What on, this, that, what on your journey informed you to make such a hopeful, beautiful, enriching statement? Is it hope for heaven <laughs> that you will meet him there? Or why would you even have that hope on this journey? Okay. Um, let me start by saying that as a Christian, I had a relationship with God before I met my husband. I had a life. I had a purpose. I know God saved me for a purpose. He had, there's an assignment over my life. There is something he wants me to fulfill. So I, underst I understood purpose early. And so in marriage... You know, you have to marry your, 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 your purpose and that of your husband. You run the same vision and you support him. But then, now that he's gone and I'm back, I'm still my father's child. Yes. Ooh. I'm still God's daughter. Yes. He still has a reason why he left me. I could have grieved to death. 
Mm. But he allowed me to survive this. Mm. And so I know there is a reason. Mm. See, for everybody on earth, there is a purpose why God created you. There is a reason why you wake up, you are alive every day. There is something God wants you to do. And until you discover that, you will just be ex existing. But if you want to really live, you want to thrive in life, you need to discover God's purpose for your life and then seek to accomplish it. You know, if you look at the story of Job, he went through a whole lot. But after God, you know, Job recovered all he lost, the Bible says he lived for another 140 years doing what? So there is life after tragedy. Yes. Joseph went through a lot. That's so apt. <laughs> you know, he was at, at the age of maybe 30 that he, you know, he became the governor. Mm. He lived for 110 years. Mm. He fulfilled purpose. So what was it? If he had given up and like, there's no hope, there is nothing. For those number of years he lived, he was doing something. He was busy. So there is something there is something you can do for God with your life. You don't say, oh, because my husband is gone, so it's over for me. No. Your children need to see something in you mm. that will keep them going. Mm. You need to live for them. You need to live for God and then for other people. Let's remember that whatever we go through in life, the Bible says that, you know, when Jesus was going through um, the pain of the cross, this, the Bible says, having the joy that was there was a joy before him. Mm. It's not just for him, you know, giving him the name above every other name, but a lot of sons and daughters will be born through mm. his death. Mm. Today, it was just one Jesus that mm. died, but today there are so many, many Christians, yes. so many children. So, whatever you've gone through, apart from you, there are other people that will benefit from it. When you have that understanding, when you have that knowledge, it will make you to ask God that I want to be the best I can be in you, even as a widow. For me, it is being a widow, it's not a minus. No, I mean, you don't drag your head, feeling, you know, asking people, Mary, Mary, pity me. I'm, you know, no, 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 no. You have a life. So you pick up from where you stopped and move on and move on. So for me, having understanding of who I am in Christ and knowing fully well that God has a purpose for my life, so I know that all I need to do is to come to him and say, Lord, I'm ready to partner with you. He said he's a husband mm. to the widows, he's a father to the fatherless. And so I partner with him and I fulfill because I know there is something he wants me to accomplish. And today, God is helping me to bring, you know, hope to the hopeless. You know, people that, some people have told me that, look, there is no point. I really want to die. Mm. I said, come on, you're not dying. Mm. You're not going to die. You're going to survive this. Yeah. And you will smile again. Mm. There was a time I wasn't sure if I would ever smile again. But today, oh my <laughs> God, the <laughs> joy many, of the Lord is my big, strength. <laughs> there are many big smiles so, right now. Yes. Awesome. So when you know who you are in Christ, mm. And you understand that God has a purpose for your life. It will give you the boldness mm. to tell the devil and mm. whoever wants to hear mm. that I'm going to fulfill God's of purpose course. for my life. And I'll be all that I can be in Christ. Mm. 
even as a widow. Mm. And then, for some, there is also the hope. If you, for you know, like, well, maybe we'll get to there mm. later on okay. the issue of them. Um, maybe remarriage. whether you want to remarry yes, or not. Yes, yeah, yes. remarriage or not. Mm. But just know that your life doesn't end there. Mm. It's not over there. There are lots you can you can be. You have dreams. You have plans. Mm. Both of you had plans. Mm. You continue to run. There are a lot of things that my husband and I started. And the moment I said, I'm ready to move on, I've picked up. And I'm continuing with it. Mm. I'm continuing with it. Mm. And, I'm, and God is also giving me more ideas of the things I can do. Mm. And I'm doing them. So there is purpose. Mm. There is life. After a tragedy, mm. does not end there. You don't bury yourself Self. on mm. that grief. Mm. No, you need to rise up mm. and go fulfill your ministry. Wow, 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 wow. That's so powerful, Ma. That's so powerful, especially in a culture that marriage seems to be the focus and the end. And this is just telling every woman before you get married and while you're married that, look, just have it under your breath and in your spirit that you're a woman of purpose. So every day you wake up, you wake up, the man is there, you wake up, he's not in the picture, or he's on the mission field, or just know that you're a woman of purpose. purpose Praise yeah. God. Hallelujah. Now, you know, I didn't even know we we're going to get into this point, but while you were talking, it just came up. And I don't know whether maybe in five minutes we can just deal with the issue. Now, on this journey, you really said that God has been a blessing. And on Sarah's kingdom, one of the things we try to do is to be as practical as we can be. So, I don't know whether you have just one or two testimonies, especially in the area of provision. It's a two-part question, so let me just read it out. In the area of, you know, providing, so that these women will not just, okay, yes, I took it one day at a time, God really helped. If there's a testimony that is striking you want to share in this area, that's fine. Then also in the second part of this question is, how did you, you know, navigate the issue of, we know how it is that times windows can be, even if you're not vulnerable, there's things in people's mind that she's vulnerable and they might want to take advantage of that. On your journey, how have you managed this, you know, and shield, like being a protection for your children in this regard, not to, so that they don't become like things that people will just say, you know what, they don't have a dad and they want to take advantage of them or you. How has it been for you managing this dynamics on this journey? Okay. In the area of provision, I will tell you that God has really been, you know, Jehovah Jireh, mm. like his name. He's, he, in fact, I would say that, <laughs> you know, like I told you, that very moment, I remember that day when I got the news. And I screamed. And then it was like, keep quiet. I screamed. Mm. I would have, I don't know, I would have maybe gone off from there. Mm. But it's as if a hand held me and said, and I sat down. And then when everybody had gone, I was alone. And I was like, God, what just happened? Mm. I'm just a primary school teacher. I have four kids. One of them is in the university. What, what just happened? And he said, I'll be there for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I held on to that word. 
and as things, you know, this. And I see God coming through for me. He made, you know, God has always provided. I've never had any cause to call anybody to ask for anything. Mm. Before the need comes, mm. the Lord makes a way. Mm. I remember there was a time, um, there was a time I, you know, I had a need for, you know, the children, my, my, when my two, my two girls, I have two undergraduates now. Mm. Yeah, two of them are in the university. And so, you know, we, there was so much inflation, hike on this, hike mm. on that. And I was just worried, worried. I was like, God, how am I going to pull through this? And, you know, once you open the door, mm. you know, the devil started bringing thoughts mm. like, ah, you know, you're running low on cash. How are you going to survive? and all that. And it was as if I was a little bit depressed. Mm. But then I just started praying in the spirit. And as I was praying in the spirit, and the Lord told me that don't ever remove your focus from me. Mm. I've always been there and I will never mm. leave you nor forsake you. He will keep reminding mm. you. He will always remind me of that word. And I just started praising. He gave me a song. Mm. All my life you have been faithful. Mm. And I kept singing that song. And I kept singing that song. And every worry and all those, they left. Mm. And do you know that a week after that, I got an alert. Mm. More than what I needed wow. to sort out that mm. need. Mm. And it came. And it's always been like that. Mm. Sometimes I might just be like, you know, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's like, God, I need to take care of these things. And before, you know, somebody would just call me, oh, Pamela, can you send me your account number? And then it comes. And there's one thing God has helped me. Whenever I get such alerts. I'll look for somebody mm. who is also a widow mm. and I share with that person. Mm. I must send something out, mm. you know, and like, because I know that this is from God. This mm. is God helping me and somebody needs to be helped. And so God has always provided. Mm. And then my last two, my, my two kids, God has also helped me, you know, the school gave them scholarship. Wow. Yes. Two of them are on scholarship wow. and that is God. Mm. coming through for me and in so many areas you know like i told you, i was teaching in a prime in a in a private school and just during that period i also got a federal a job in a federal institution okay. which is like a step up to yes. so he has always gone ahead Head. Wow. and so all we need to do is just trust, trust him. him trust him whenever there is a need your first thought shouldn't be who do i call no Call on your father. Call on the one that has said your, my wife said, I am the husband to the widows. Mm. Call on him. There is a scripture that, you know, I rephrase. That's Matthew chapter 7, I think verse um, 11. Oh, Matthew 7, you know, 7 to 12. You know, it said, ask and you shall receive. Mm. But the part that I really hold on to is, he said, if your earthly father, mm. though evil, the imperfect, they mm. know how to give good, good gifts, gifts to their children. Mm. How much more are your heavenly father? And so I rephrased my own. I said, daddy, if my earthly husband, husband. <laughs> knows how to give me good gifts, mm. if a maker was here, mm. if he was here and I asked for mm. anything, he would do his best to provide. Mm. And so, but you, I better you a better I husband. husband. So you're able to surpass my need. Mm. And honestly, once I bring the scripture to him, mm. it's just a matter of time. Mm. Unless if it's something he doesn't want me to have at mm. that moment, mm. he will always come through for me. Mm. So 
let your trust be on God, mm. not on man. Because oftentimes when the need arises, we begin to think, okay, let me call this person. No, let me reach out to this person. Mm. No, you're, you're, you're trying to make a way for yourself. Mm. Go to your father. And I've taught that to my children. Mm. When we said, I tell them, you know, the Bible says that he is a father to the fatherless. And so when you have a need, don't say mommy is there. Mm. Mommy can't help you. Mm. <laughs> you have a father mm. who you get his attention first, Every number time. one, all the time. Mm. So first of all, take that need to your father before discussing it with me. So that by the time you're talking to me about it, he's, he has sent, mm. he has sent, deal. yes, he done deal, yes. Mm. So that is what I also encourage them. Mm. And we all practice that. That's okay. So in that area, mm. God has been mm. faithful. I can go on and on, you know. <laughs> Yeah, in area of provision, oh, God has been faithful. And I really thank you because I'm this kind of person, I don't know how to ask, mm. honestly. It's not pride. Mm. It's not pride. I don't know how to ask. And mm. see, so I just, I just go to my father and tell him, Lord, you know I don't know how to ask. Please, I need to so and so. Mm. How do we go about it? Mm. And I'll just wait. Mm. And then he will. That's awesome. And I can see that from your testimony, this has been like a shield from you, for you yeah. already. Now, we, we, we are already running out of time. Oh, you made mention on the issue of marriage. So I really want us to talk about that. When it comes to the issue of, you know, remarriage after this, when this kind of thing has happened, what has it been for you? Or let me put it this way. What are some of the... Um, secrets, principles, the precepts that the Lord has taught you or put in your spirit. You, like you said, you cancel widows. So what are those things that we can learn on this journey? Or somebody, a young widow or someone that has an intention okay. can bear in mind mm -hmm. on this journey. Okay. Um, you know, when, when, um, when this whole thing happened initially, I, you know, I had a lot of things you know, somebody came to me and said, you know, a time will come when you have this feeling you want a man around mm. you. It will be so strong mm. and all that. So it's, it happens. And then I'll be like, no, it's not going to happen to me. And, you know, from that moment, immediately I heard that. I started praying. I said, God, kill every passion. Mm. Kill every feeling. Kill, mm. But I'm a human being. Yes, but yes, I prayed yes. that prayer. Yes. You know, I, I went, I said, God, I... My life belongs to you. I don't want any. I don't want any distraction. And it's something I settled with God. Like you said, the vulnerability is there. Mm. A lot of people will come mm. in these guys to help. Yes. But they have an agenda. Mm. And so that is why I said, let your focus be on God. Because if it's on men, you don't you don't accept everything. Mm. I get calls. A lot of, oh my God, a lot, a lot of people call, you know, I want to take care of you and all that. And I tell them that, no, I have someone taking care of me already. Wow. And that is my father in heaven. Mm. I say it with all boldness. boldness. Mm. And then, so, but, and then you have to be sensitive in the spirit. Mm. You know, when they come, they come in a subtle way. Yes, ma. You know? Somebody sending you, you know, yes, a lot of people sometimes give me your account mm. and then he sends you money and then the next time he wants to have it called you in the middle of the night. Mm. I don't speak such call. Mm. You want to do a video call? I will not. Mm. 
That is my principle. Because you have to, you have to lay down those boundaries. Principles. You yes. Have to, yes. Make the boundaries very clear. Mm. Because once you, if you don't, they, they, they kept coming. They kept coming. You know, they would tell you, you're young and all that and all that. I said, I know. God is taking care of me, you know, and all that. So they, they, they kept coming. And there are some of, sometimes they still come around, mm. but you just immediately, you don't wait till tomorrow, mm. put them. And when you notice somebody that has that tendency, mm. put that person at arm's length. Mm. And please, don't even collect anything from that mm. person mm. because you will, they will keep disturbing you. Mm. Because when you see such message, you know, I love you, I want to be there for you and all that, and I say, just stop. Mm. Sometimes I won't, I won't even respond. Mm. When I ignore you, you will know I'm not. <laughs> yes. They'll keep calling. They, they, so you need to, you have to lay your, the boundaries. Mm. Tell yourself, what do I want? If you want to remarry, it's okay. Mm. It's okay if you want to remarry. If you feel you can't, you know, cope mm. but then do it the right way, way. Mm. just like you got married the proper way mm. as a child of god mm. the same thing do it the right way mm. it's very important mm. if not you 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 leave yourself open open, open. and you become vulnerable, vulnerable. you know yes so th when those those moments come that is when i soak myself in the word I soak myself in the word. You know, you know, I said, no, I'm not going to have such, you know, moments and all that. Mm. Sometimes they call. You feel lonely. Mm. You want to be, you really want to talk with somebody. Mm. And the temptation to call somebody is there. It's there. But I would rather call on God. Mm. I would just start listening to a message. Mm. In fact, that is when I avoid all friends that are male. Mm. You know, sometimes you'll be like, ah, what happened? You just, you've gone into your shell. Mm, I've gone into my shell. Mm. Then when I'm okay, strong enough, strong enough, enough. we start talking. Mm. So we Powerful. need to apply wisdom. Powerful. So that's how I navigate. Mm. I have friends, male, they mm. call, we talk, Christians, mm. yeah, Christian friends. But that's when you notice that you're vulnerable. Mm. I just cut off. Mm. No notice. I just cut off. Mm. You'll be angry. Later, I will settle mm. until I'm strong enough. And then, you know, we'll continue to talk. So you must help yourself. If not, you mm. fall prey. Mm. Yes. Because there was a time somebody called me and like, ah, I didn't bargain for this. So wow. that she really feels like keeping with somebody mm. and all that. And I said, go on YouTube. Start mm. listening to message. Start worshiping mm. God. Mm. That is when to attend all the programs all in the church. programs in the world <laughs> all the programs yes that is when to attend uh, it you know it, it got to a time in my life you know in in the grieving period where i made sure that monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday there's something to attend mm. there's something to monday i go for bible club tuesday i come for kingdom what wednesday yeah. i go for minister <laughs> i said god i filled myself mm. i yes that's been full of the spirit Godly, practically, yes. Be full said, of the this spirits. reason is because I wanted to distract myself. Mm. I don't want to come home and start pitying mourning. myself, mourning, yeah, yeah. feeling bad. And each time you go, you know, the Bible says, "Iron sharpened iron." Yes, ma. Yeah. So you come back, you're stronger, and all that. Of course, it got to a point where I had to also cut off some of those things mm. and concentrate focus. and mm. focus on those ones. But mm. a time comes when you you need to. So we need to apply wisdom. Mm. 
And then, like I said, it's not a hopeless journey. No. If you feel you want to remarry, but sit down and plan it very well. Mm. Especially if you have children, mm. you need to put them, you know, into consideration. You, yes, consideration. You have to put them in the picture, mm. you know, and then you 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 pray about it the same way you you pray about it, and you're convinced you want to go ahead. Mm. Fine, go ahead, but do it in a proper way. Mm. And don't go. Don't go about it in the wrong way. You are a child of God. Mm. Eh, that, that you lost your husband doesn't mean you can... What did the Bible say? Mm. Look at the scriptures and, you know... Follow the follow order. Follow the order of the mm. scriptures. You know, we have to do it the proper way. Mm. But for those that want to remarry, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but if you want to stay single, then you need to occupy yourself. Yourself, massively. Yeah. Mm. What can I do? Assuming you're working, what other thing can I do? Mm. Not because you are afraid that you, you, you're going to die of hunger. No. Mm. God is your provider. Mm. So you go to him and say, if there's, what can I do? Mm. He can ask you, he can show you maybe a, another business that you can do or something. There is something, you, there's something you can do. So occupy yourself. Occupy yourself. Do business, mm. you know, because that is what you remember that that your widow does not exempt you from doing business. Yes, the business, business of the Lord. The business of the, the Lord. Lord. Yes, yes does not exempt you from doing the business. Mm. Does not exempt you from being a blessing yes, to other people. Yes, ma'am. There, there's somebody you can add value. There's mm. a, there are lives you can impact. So let God help you to. And the more you impact lives, the better you become. Mm. Yes, that's one thing I've discovered. The more I give out, be encouragements, could be finances, it could be the more I bless lives, mm. the happier I become. Yes, the more you know my joy, and the higher you know I grow better. Yeah. So I, and, and this period, honestly, I have seen tremendous spiritual growth. I am not where I used to be, even before my husband mm. passed. Mm. And that is because I threw myself into God. Right. And I said, Lord, help me. And so I've really come a long way with him. You know, when people see me, you're glowing. I said, that's mm. the glory of God. <laughs> that's the glory of She's God. She's really glowing. <laughs> <laughs> so it, what you do, that period of mm. is important. Mm. It's very, very important. Wow. You know... I, like I always say, time always runs when you're having a very good conversation. <laughs> yeah. Ma, we have been thoroughly blessed. I'm glad. And just hearing you talk, especially when you talk about chastity, I just look at your daughters and they are blessed because they have a living model. They can't even, even for the boy too, you can't even say you didn't have somebody because you're watching your mother live this life every day. What an inheritance. Yeah. What a gift. Mm -hmm. What an open door. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're blessed and your generation Amen. is blessed. Amen. Ma, you've been a massive blessing to us. We are so grateful. It's always a beautiful thing to really have to see a living testimony and yes. not just talk above people's head. It wasn't a good thing, God, but God has made it good. Good. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your journey. Thank you for yielding to God. Thank you for not sitting in that pit for one more day after it all. Thank you for hating 
that mountain and coming up. And you're smiling right here in this studio today. And we're having a wonderful time. Yeah. God bless you. This is just the least you're going to, going to be. Yeah. I know you have been blessed, a beautiful listener. This has been an amazing um, event already. Though this is the end of our conversation today, but you can head on to all our socials and let's take the conversation there. And let's see what you have learned today. Um, till we meet again on another episode of Sarah's Kindred, continue to be full of joy and peace in all seasons of your life. Amen. Amen. Amen.